We're joined this week with Robbie Royal from the Rescue Smokers. We go over competition, the TV shows, his time with Barbecue Champs Academy, and even his favorite condiment that he puts onto hot dogs. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turned Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. We have a real good friend of ours named Robbie Royal from Georgia. Man, say hello, Robbie. Hey, David. How y'all doing? I'm excited to be here tonight. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your evening. I know how busy everybody can be, and I really do appreciate you stopping and, and, and chatting with us. Anything for great barbecue friends. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, we always start out with one simple question, just so that the viewers know about you. Where are you right now? I am laying in my bedroom watching the ceiling fan turn circles. <laughs> there you go. I guess yeah. it's better than laying in there and wondering if the if the whole daggum room's turning circles. Well, we've got our our youngest granddaughter with us tonight, and she's a she's a she's a pistol ball. So I had to come somewhere where I I know we could be quiet to have this conversation. Well, we appreciate that, but we wouldn't mind at all hearing from her too. Every now yeah. and then, yeah, <laughs> the last year or two, but. Uh, I love to golf. I used to be a decent golfer. Hanging out with my grand youngins, uh, camping, and I, I guess you can still call barbecue a hobby. You know, sometimes it feels like work, but uh, um, it's still my favorite hobby. Now, tell everyone, tell us about Robbie. Tell us about Robbie Roll. What do you do every day? What 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 brings the bacon home? Um, I'm I'm a paramedic and firefighter, but I'm the EMS director for my local EMS service here in my home county. Um, public safety runs in, in my blood. My grandfather was fire chief and uh, police chief. And my father was fire chief of our city for 27 years before he passed in 2002. Kind of got me into it, um, being a volunteer for him. What year was it? 1996. I, we had an EMT school here in our county and went through it at night and just thought that was my calling. So I, uh, I went to paramedic school the following year, and I've been a paramedic for Turner County ever since. And uh, 2012, I became the boss man, and uh, I'll say it was a great thing. It, it is a good thing, but it's a lot of stress, especially during these times with COVID. So um, that's what I do. I'm a paramedic first responder. Uh, you probably, when you took that job in 2012, you absolutely fig figured out the politics side of the business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... Uh, um, you, you have to keep 7,800 citizens in your county happy, but especially five um, county commissioners. And uh, it can be very political, but it's a very fulfilling job. I enjoy uh, working and uh, serving the people of my community, and uh, that's the reason I came back home. I worked in an EMS service, the county above us, for uh, four years until I got the opportunity to come here full-time. I was part-time here, but uh, um, came home because my father was in – in bad health and it put me right here close to him i don't know it's just it's been a great career it's been a great uh living for for me and my family and uh i just i like helping folks no matter what just like in barbecue i love to help folks that's cool all right before we go very much farther i was watching the youtube with barbecue champs academy a couple nights ago right i don't know where that was you was sitting 
but those pitchers over your left and right shoulder, one was a cow and one was yeah. a pig. Yeah. That wife of yours must love you to allow that to be hung in the house. That's hers, man. She's a really, that, that's her, that's our dining room that she painted. And, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a farm setting in there. Um, our living room is, uh, we don't, I have a several deer heads, but they stay out in my man, my man cave, um, where my poker table is, where my trophies are and where we have get togethers, you know? And, uh, but, uh, our, our, uh, entire house, uh, the colors are, uh, kind of like a farm farm scene. We live out in the country, but that's her little thing. She about once every six, seven years, I'll come home on a Monday. She, uh, She's she has her own business, but she's closed on Mondays. I'll come home and uh, one of the rooms will be painted and it'll be decorated differently, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but our living room has these really nice oil paintings of of deer from the Midwest out your way, and you know, and and so forth. And uh, it's just a nice little country looking home on the inside. Yeah. It's, you know, it's what we That's are. That's cool, man. Yeah, I, I was I, when I seen them. I loved the one with the cow mostly. Yeah, that nose yeah. just sticking right in the middle of it. Yeah, I, I, I we've got cows, and yeah. that is exactly what they do. And when I seen yeah. that, I went, "Holy crud! That's too lifelike." Yeah, I, I don't know where she, I, she found those online somewhere. She just uh, she doesn't spend a lot of money neither. I think each one of those pictures were like seven bucks. So she she does a lot of I don't know I don't know if she does a lot of Pinterest stuff, but She's taken like a old china cabinet and she puts that uh um that chalk paint, you know, where it looks like it's just been painted and then years years of fading and stuff. It's got a different discoloration. Mm -hmm. Just her little little thing she does for relaxation when she's not running her business. Well, let's just get into the heart of this. Let's okay. talk barbecue. Everybody knows if they don't know, they've been living under a rock. But everybody knows Robbie Royal is a great cook. And I've always tried to run my podcast with people trying to learn from you. Um, sure. Not necessarily wanting to give your cooking secrets, but just insights, way you think. So let's just start out with a question like, what is the week like before a GBA event? You know, it's it's not a 24 hours before the contest that... Man, man. You got to get everything gathered up. You know, uh, um, say on on Sunday Sunday night um, after we're through eating dinner and all, I'll get in there in the kitchen, and that's when I make up my sauces and take care of that. I'll be sure that I have the appropriate amount of rubs um, done. You now, your sauces have to cool. I'm one of the old school guys. I I don't just take commercial sauces and mix one or two of them together, and that's what I use. Nothing wrong with that because there's so many great sauces like Butcher Barbecue Sauce, Blues Hog, so many others, you know, Craig Sauce and and stuff like that. Um, but you will know because we've been affiliated together for, I guess, what, about seven or eight, about six or seven years now. Butcher Barbecue Sauce, the original suite, is the base sauce that I use. But my sauce consists of... Um, butcher barbecue sauce as the base. It's got a, it's got a vinegar sauce in it. It's got molasses. It's got uh, dark brown sugar. It's got a splash of um, apple cider vinegar. It's got ketchup. It's got honey, and then brown sugar. And uh, that's that's my sauce. And I've been cooking with that same sauce since about uh, 2007, and it's done me real well. So that's what I do on Sunday night. I get my sauce ready. 
I kind of put a cover, a little screen over it, and then I pour it up the next mor- morning, Monday morning before I go to work, carry it out to the cook trailer and put it in the uh, in the cook trailer and the refrigerator. And then usually on Monday afternoon after I get home from work, I'll get outside and I'll cut some peach wood chunks, put them in a five-gallon bucket, put them on the trailer, load a couple of bags of coals, and be sure I have the right amount of rubs. Um, I utilize a lot of commercial rubs. I utilize butcher barbecue rubs i utilize stump smokers rubs um oak ridge barbecue rubs have been a great asset to me over the years as well as a few of heath riles products and uh so that's like tuesday night monday or tuesday night that i'm doing that what else do i prep do you prep um, your meat no in gba we're not allowed to it has to be inspected in the original cryovac and the only thing that i prep ahead of time for uh kcbs is chicken um, I don't prep any other meat when I'm cooking KCBS events ahead of time, except my chicken. And I'll go ahead and prep for two or three contests at one time and then freeze them. You know, I love to cook meat that's been frozen. If I buy meat on Saturday or Sunday before the next weekend's contest, I'll freeze every bit of it. I like meat that's been frozen, and we can discuss that later. But uh, we're not allowed to prep any meat. But I do get it laid out. Um, I'll usually put my butts in one of my Yeti coolers, uh, um, without any ice on it, usually on Monday afternoon, let it start thawing slow, throw the ribs and the pork loins in the refrigerator, in the cook trailer, and let them start thawing. And then usually on Thursday night, I'll make my injection, sometimes on Wednesday night, so it can cool down and be in the refrigerator for when I when I do my injecting of my meat on Fridays after we get inspected. If I'm normal travel, Okay, you didn't say anything about chicken? You didn't say anything about any beef? No, not not the GBA. We're kind of like MBN. We're we're pork only. It's the, it's it's the best piece of pork in the contest that weekend. I love cooking cheap chicken and I love cooking brisket. I've done really well in KCBS and FBA, but for GBA, it's just pork loin, ribs, and uh, Boston butts. Interesting. What's the well? Let's continue with what you got going first. I'm going to ask you about the GBA. And, and that's okay. about it. You know, I, I do my injection. Usually if I'm going to travel on Thursday evening after I get off work. Luckily, most of the contests in GBA are within about an hour, hour and 15 minutes of my house here in Georgia. Nice. There's one or two that's up north. So I'll actually try to work. I don't like to miss a lot of Fridays at work um, being the boss. Um, so I will normally maybe take an afternoon off on a Friday twice a month if I'm if I'm cooking 10 or 12 events over a six-month period and uh, travel to the event. Um, like that, and everything's ready to go. As soon as I pull in, I get the meat inspected. Before I even set my trailer up, I hop on back there and uh, get my meat inspected and inject my butts because I inject butts in the cryovac before I even trim them. So it's one of my techniques. So and the, hmm. then just go into the competition. Okay, you mentioned GBA not doing the chicken and the uh, beef or brisket. Right. Let me say, do they do any other ancillaries with it? Yeah, yeah. a lot of times we'll have a brisket ancillary that pays the same thing as another category will, you know, $500 for a first, 350 for a second, and so on. So, But we do cook a lot of brisket ancillaries in the GBA. But it's strictly ancillary. It doesn't go for uh, grand overall. One, one more time, David. I said, but it is strictly ancillary. It doesn't count for grand That's champion correct. overall. That's correct. It so is just for ancillary. Is the totaling of the ports, points for Grand Champion like KCBS, it's from each category, or is no. it the highest score out of one category is your winner? 
Yeah, what it is, um, the reserve grand is calculated on for GBA is calculated just like KCBS FBA. Um, it's the your your three categories added together um, from the preliminary round. See, the GBA has finals. The way that works is the top three um, lowing turn-ins, you get a finals paper just like MBN does. You know, it's like they make finals for the Memphis and May, and same thing with pork and then same thing with ribs so you have nine finalists those nine finalists are all judged against each other in comparative scoring and the highest scoring piece of meat in finals out of those nine is your grand champion that's cool it's exciting um it's about the cook then not who's got the best who or who can cook the say the the best average? It is about who had the best piece of meat. Piece of meat. It is. It is. And and most of our contests, especially uh, I, I helped put together the one here in Turner County, and I guess I'm the longest cooking team in the in the GBA right now. Um, maybe Lonnie Smith with Bubba Grills. We've been cooking about the same amount of time, but a lot of organizers. I don't know why they just is folks. The reps will say, "Hey, call Robbie Royal. He can tell you." Because I've helped organize a couple of events other than the own event, our own event here in Turner County, um, the Fire Ant Festival, which is a GBA event. And you know, I encourage folks. We probably have seven or eight contests a year that pay the Grand Champion two thousand, Reserve Grand two two thousand, because they're both truly, you know, kind of like. The GBA is based on the best piece of meat there that day. So that's your grand champion. They're getting $2,000. But the reserve grand, a lot of times, will still get, will get $2,000 also. Because that's really your best overall consistent team for the entire event, you know. So um, that's something that's unique. And uh, I think both of those teams could be called co-grand. But the GBA is based on the best single piece of meat there that day, just like Memphis and May. That is really a wonderful way to do it. I love yeah. that idea. That is yeah. really, really cool. And, you know, it's a, a lot of times it's only like a tenth of a point difference in first and second. You know, you, you're going to have a first, second, and third in the loin, in the butts, in the ribs. But, you know, the two best pieces of meat there that day may be the top two loins, first and second. But, you know, and they may just be separated by a tenth of a point. You never know. Um, it, you can kind of look, you learn, I know you, you back before barbecue went crazy when we got on pit masters, when Myron and got on pit masters and stuff, barbecue is really elevated. And I think you'll agree, especially over the last, I would say eight years at the competition that's at, a, at an event, but used to, you'd see the same judges and you would figure out which judges in finals like ribs the best and so forth because it just seemed like if they were judging that's what wound up being being the top piece of meat that day for the grand championship so it's not like that anymore but it's the way it used to be but it is a fun way to do it. it's nothing like the adrenaline rush of watching the the organizer and two of the reps coming down you know when teams spread out you know there's four of you uh, four or five of you over here in this one little area and you know they're heading that way with that paper and another box you, it's an adrenaline rush. Won't know. Well, am I going to get it, or is my good friends Kerry and Chuck going to get it, or uh, um, my good friend Joseph Pucci over here going to get it, or who? So it's an adrenaline rush within itself. But going to awards, you know, you know you're in the top three, and you're saying you don't want to hear your name. You don't want to hear your name. But in KCBS, you want to hear your name in third, 
second or first, you know, and um, you don't want to hear your name if you're if you're in finals. You don't want to hear it at third. You don't want to hear it at second. You're like, please don't call me until you want that first. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's right. Because the, there's only one of three teams that can win the grand champion in the end, and that's the first place loin, the first place port, and the first place rib. Yeah. Um, we keep saying GBA. Tell everybody what GBA is. GBA is the Georgia Barbecue Association. Um, it started in 2007, I believe, and uh, it started with maybe 11 or 12 teams, and we probably average now – 30, 31 teams per event. There'll be there'll be those events that have 50, 55 teams, and there'll be those events that have just 20, 25 teams. But it's uh, that's it's, that's a great following. Sure, it is, and we've really converted the KCBS folks who have been solid and diehard KCBS folks in the state when they come and cook GBA. Same with the Florida Barbecue Association. A lot of those guys come up now and cook with us. Um, Smoke Me Silly has cooked a couple of events. They love them. They actually uh, took a reserve grand at their third one, I think. Folks see how close-knit it is. We usually have little potluck suppers on, on Friday night, you know, after uh, everybody's got their stuff going and we, we meet up. And uh, I carry my grandkids. My kids used to go, and it's just it's just like a big family. You know, it's not the same teams every time. There's about 200 teams registered in the in the Georgia Barbecue Association, and we average about 30. So it's a variety of teams and lots. KCBS event. Do mm-hmm. you pretty well follow the same type schedule? <clears throat> I do, um, except for the fact that uh, I'm prepping my chicken ahead of time. I don't open anything else. I, I get my food inspected, um, and then I then I trim ribs and. Um, I trim brisket first thing on Friday morning after after meat inspection because I inject uh, my brisket around uh, around eleven eleven thirty before I go eat Mexican food on Fridays at competitions. Start my little ritual. You got to eat Mexican. Yeah, I mean that's what most folks do. I love it. You know that's 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 what I want on a Friday, and I got to have a bag of crystals. I don't know if you know what those are. No, no what is it? Kind of like White Castle, little square hamburgers. Okay. You, you, you got to come to Georgia, man. It's the best hamburger in the world. So, <laughs> I tell you what, we need to get together. Yeah. Uh, weekend that there's a GBA event. Yep. I need to cut my teeth and yep. go eat crystals. Yes. Yes. For sure. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's a great organization. I love it. I love KCBS. Don't get me wrong. I love the adrenaline rush of 30 minute turn ins. Um, FBA is, in a, is a great organization, you know, and we, we have all four of those organizations, including MBN in Georgia, and it's a lot of fun to, to cook each of those organizations, and especially if you're doing well, you've got one of those runs going, you know. Oh, man. Aren't those, when you can't miss, just flat out, you can't miss, can you? No, you got to be on. You know that. You, you've got to. Um, you got to be dead on, and no matter what, you got to turn in some great product. Consistency is the most important thing. I'd say that's thirty percent of it, and then your other seventy percent is pure luck, catching the right table and the right judges. You know. Oh, I, I agree, and, and I think pit mastering starts back uh, when you're selecting your meat. I think that's sure. the beginning of it. I absolutely. What do you think? Um, without a doubt, I've been cooking the exact same brisket except for my first event in FBA. Um, I was going to cook at FBA and never cooked a brisket. And uh, we stopped We stopped and found one on the way up at a Walmart. Just happened to have one. My first experience with brisket, I went to the library and got on the computer. But we had these smartphones and everything. 
And, uh, <laughs> and I, I pulled up two recipes on, on smoking brisket and that's what we did. And we took a 10th place with that brisket. So oh, then, then I, then, then I learned you need to cook good quality brisket, not necessarily Wagyu, but I have cooked snake river farms for, for now, uh, since 2009 and nothing wrong with a nines, nothing wrong with choice, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's like you're saying, it's about choosing the right meat. And, um, I use butcher barbecue, butcher reserve butts and butcher reserve ribs is what I cook consistently with. And, uh, chicken, I use Publix white skin chicken. It's one of those things that I've just, those are the, that's what I've always done well with. Except when I'm cooking Indian, cooking a whole hog, I get with Jim Cumpart and I get my, I get my hog in my shoulders and my baby backs from him when I'm doing an NBN event. That was exactly what I was fixing to ask you next. Have you ever cooked in a Memphis MA? Oh yeah. I'm, I, I've cooked uh, several Memphis MA, Memphis, in Memphis barbecue network events, but I cooked Memphis in May in 2013, did whole hog, um, didn't know Jim Cumpart real well at that time. I wish I had him. Um, I called Melissa Cookston. She and I are, have been, they used to come cook in Georgia some, so I knew her um, when I was first starting out in barbecue. And so she was the person I called, and uh, I bought, uh, I hate to say the name of the place, but I bought from a, ordered two hogs from a company up at Mem- in Memphis. Ordered a 210-pounder, mm-hmm. and I ordered a 140-pounder for my blind box. So we ordered our meat up there. We were the last ones to get our two hogs off the trailer, and they didn't have my name on them. And both my hogs together weighed 211 pounds. So I didn't get what I ordered. Didn't get what I ordered or paid for and couldn't get a refund. So, um, And what do you got to do at that point? Man, you got to take it. Didn't have a choice. I mean. um, That's right. Didn't have a choice. We we, we cooked it. We did well. I think we came in, I think, that year uh, 14th out of. 38 hogs at Memphis in May was a great experience. Wouldn't would do it again one day. Maybe I don't know. Um, have had the opportunity to do it a lot and just have it. I don't know whether it be financially. It's an expensive event to do. You know, it costs more than cooking the Royal. I have always been told that it could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Have you heard that? Oh, I don't know that. I know a lot of them guys throw a lot of parties. It's crazy. We we had to have the biggest site that we that, you, that they were giving. We didn't get on the water, and just entry for a whole hog. I think then was forty two fifty. Um, that's just oh, your entry. Yeah, and so then, it is. It's yeah, and it's that, a that's bunch. Just, that's just the entry fee because of the size of the the site that we had. I mean, you go to figuring things in. They charged you five hundred dollars for power, and you had to pay wow. an electrician. I think two hundred dollars. Or maybe that included electrician, but the le- they had to hook your power up and ground it to your trailers and your smokers so that it didn't arc and cause problems there. And then you had to rent a porta pot for three hundred dollars. You didn't have a choice; you had to. Um, you have to pay a five hundred dollar cleanup fee. You, you could leave it spotless like it's vacuumed, and they're going to keep half of that. So it's crazy. It and you have to carry your uh, take your trailers and stuff in on the. Saturday and Sunday before the next weekend. So for us, it's an 11 and a half hour ride. We had to find a place to stay for an entire week. So we rented a house because it was cheaper than getting four motel rooms. So we had easily 12 grand in it. It was crazy. So that's a reminder. I haven't been back. I just don't. The only person that breaks even is the grand champion. You know, it's <laughs> same in, same in a lot and that's break even. That's break even. You know, if, if 
I would have been break even if I had won the grand champion. And there's no telling uh, about these yeah. places to spend twenty and twenty five thousand dollars to party. You know, so but, that's you know, why all the parties are going on. It's sure. an entertainment factor. They probably sure. cook for an attorney firm that has clients yes. over and yes. that kind of stuff, yes. isn't it? And Heath Riles, he makes a he makes a good living during Memphis and May catering. He'll he'll cook for four hundred one night and three hundred one night and that's good money. You know, he makes good money at it, but I just don't have that drive to do that that far from home. That's home. Yeah, for that's him. that he would be a long right ways there. and yeah, he yeah. lives right there. Yeah. So. But it was a, well, let it was me ask you this. Experience. Have you ever thought about opening up in a food trailer hell or a restaurant or something? <laughs> I hate to say the hell word, but no. Um, my, you know, Raymond, my ex-partner, he opened a restaurant. It's a lot of work. Um, about the only place I would want to open one is right here in my hometown. And our entire county population is only 7,800. And it is hard to make a living at that around here. You know, I get a good retirement and I got great benefits doing what I love to do and barbecue. I, I don't want to make it a business. I know that you've made it part of barbecue, your business. And, uh, I, I just enjoy what I'm doing. I like that to be my, my, my downtime, my stress relief. If you believe barbecue yep. is a stress relief. Um, that's, that's what I like to keep it as and family oriented with me and my family. And uh, hopefully I'll have one of the grandkids really fall in love with it one day and pass the rescue smoker name on to them you know yeah that kind of goes into the next thing i was thinking i was going to bring it up more like this you've had a great career in life um working in the rescue yeah. uh fire world yeah and you've also had a great career in barbecue world and at any time during this have you ever considered doing barbecue full-time i mean anytime from beginning to the end did you ever think i think i could do this sure i, I think i could uh, could travel you know and pick up sponsorships and some monetary sponsorships um it's, if i were going to take that avenue i don't know about you but me personally i've I've never wanted monetary sponsorships. Um, you know, I love representing Butcher Barbecue. I love representing Stump Smokers, um, Oak Ridge, BBQ Rubs, and um, stuff like that. Um, but I've never wanted to take the financial side of that as far as trying to do it for a living because I don't want folks to say, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need you to be here this week or, or wherever. Um, I had a couple of opportunities to be to be a part of a couple of really big um, a meat company and then another company that that works a lot in barbecue to like do demos and stuff something like what Michael McDermott did for a while with Sam's mm -hmm. and there's wasn't a whole lot of benefits there and you know and when I was really strong in barbecue I was in my early 40s and um, and up to now at, at age of 53 and um, you just got to look for the future, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do things like that and so forth, but, you know, getting what, well, like you and I did doing barbecue pit masters and stuff. That was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but the show itself turned into work, didn't it? The very first episode I shot, you won the grand championship at that event. And I, I really wanted to meet you then that weekend. And I walked by and you were busy building a box, but it was in Bixby, Oklahoma. And uh, okay. 2013, we, we, I was one of the three teams filming our very first episode there. And I think you won the event that day. Um, I'm 99% sure you did. Um, 
but pretty good chance. Bixby's been good to me. Yes, yeah. Nice town, nice town. Man, when we left home, it was 100 degrees when we pulled in up there. All we carried were shorts and did carry a pair or two of blue jeans, but not, not a single jacket. We had to go shopping. Now I had one of those nor'easters come through, and it was freezing <laughs> up there, man. It was it was freezing. Rain, but, too, uh, if I remember yeah. correctly. But uh, that, yeah, barbecue pit masters, um, smoked pit wars. It's a lot of work. You know, you, you know as well as I do that the, the, the competition is 100% legit. Um, as far as yep. timelines, you got to turn it in and so forth like that. But, uh, you know, at, at a regular event, you know, we get through injecting brisket and butts and we got six, eight hours, we, six hours, we just chill out, but it's not like that on the competition, you know, on, on the show. Cause they're always wanting to do other takes, get close up. So you messing with meat, you know, of your hands and not even saying anything. So a lot of dang work. The one, the one part I wasn't a fan of was when they kept poking, prodding you to, yeah, get over to your neighbor over here. Yeah, he's got, yeah, one knife, one rub, yeah, one leg wrapped around his head. What do you got to yeah. say about that? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about you. You didn't. I got pushed to really pick. It started with Jack Waybore there in Bixby, and uh, but the year that uh, I got fortunate to to win Pitmasters. They've really pushed us that year to pick it to other folk, other people around and jar back and forth. And uh, that's not me. I keep to my, I make a lot of friends and I hang out in the off times, you know, like 25 of us go to a Mexican restaurant for lunch on Friday after we get our meats inspected mm-hmm. and injected and whatever, sit around doing potluck dinners. That's, I'm all good with that. But when it comes to competition, I want to hang by myself. I'm sure not going to walk to my neighbor and say, hey, you're, meat looks like a piece of crap but you know they basically wanted us to do that because i'm sure it makes drama it makes for good entertainment and uh, but that's not me and but i don't know about you but i caught a lot of flack on on social media private messages and emails and stuff like that about that i came off really arrogant that i was a a butthole not to use the correct word there and uh that's not me no i didn't realize you did bud i didn't know you caught all that yeah i did especially after I won when I, and it's just, it's haters being haters, you know, and I'm good with that. But, uh, um, even, even today with reruns, I think you can realize when, when you don't know every time they're on, but when you're on, you're going to, your page is going to jump in likes on that day, you know, or, or that weekend. And, and then you're going to, uh, get a few requests for personal friend requests, a few more than normal and everything. But, Still today, I'll get one. I bet I could outcook you. You're, you're the most arrogant person I've ever cooked against. And <laughs> oh, they really wow. pushed. They they really pushed some pushed it between myself and John Coon and them. And I don't know why, but that's not me. My thing is at a competition, especially having taught cook schools and now with BBQ Champs Academy. Man, I'd rather see one of my students get a call better than me or win a grand championship. It's nothing like it seeing our students win, you know. It's just pride. That's pride moving forward. So That's right. It kind of goes to an old saying my mama used to always tell me, and I don't remember the <laughs> saying verbatim, but it's more of you don't know what you don't know until you try to teach it. Yes, absolutely. And teaching it, you know what you know now. And, and 
let's go right on into the Barbecue Champs Academy. Yeah. I did mine just this year. I enjoyed it. Mike called me, and I was elated. Absolutely. I was I was happy to hang my hat right beside each one of you pitmasters that had already been down that road. Yours was completely different compared to everybody else's. Yeah. Why? What was the deal with that? <laughs> you mean because I was at my house? <laughs> or Is that what it was? I, I didn't understand. Is that where you were? Yeah. Um, Mike really wanted to, you know, they filmed Joey first. And then he really wanted to get it going on a certain weekend. And my assistant director, I don't want to get into it, but he, he had a family emergency. And my little deal, living in a community like I do, my assistant director and I, he, he works on a shift, still works on a shift, 24-hour shift, 48 off. But we have this little thing. If he's going to be on vacation or be out of town, out of the county, I'm not going to be. So the time when Mike, I was supposed to go over to Mike's to Louisiana to, uh, to film. Something came up with my assistant director and, uh, um, I told Mike couldn't make it. He said, man, we really need to get, in, get it done. And Mike and the camera guys and the sound guys, they loaded up and they came over here and we, I could, I could, I could do it, but I just didn't need to leave the County that weekend. We filmed here in my man cave and it worked out great. It, it was the perfect timing for me because I don't know about you, but I had checked into doing it myself. And you're talking about a chunk of money, you know, and yep. uh, to have a partner like Mike in, in this whole deal and be partners and part of something with folks like David Boska and, um, you know, Mark Lambert and not to forget anybody, but Joey Smith, Lee Hickel, um, Sterling, um, Terry, John, anybody, every, you know, Shauna, everybody, Craig Sherry in that group. To have that opportunity, I know I was the first. I think I was the first person to be released online, but uh, that's a huge accomplishment, and it was able to get it out to folks that can't come and take the class, you know, the live class. And I just really enjoyed it. That's what was different about mine. We filmed mine here, so they loaded their butts up and drove ten hours, and we did it here in a day and a half. And I know they were exhausted, um, about like I, because I told Mike, I said, y'all know how I felt this is how we felt as participants in barbecue pit masters and pit wars and smoked and the Kingsford Invitational and stuff like that. Cause it wears your butt out. They didn't have any rest time. I did. So that was the difference yeah. in everybody else's. They came here. I really enjoyed it because everything I, I needed was right here. That's not like going to him. And I know I would have forgot to carry some, I know you probably forgot a thing or two or, or whatever, but, uh, um, that was you the, overpack. Yes, yeah, sure you do. You try to, and you still gonna forget something. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm gonna tell everyone when Mike contacted me and wanted me to be a part of it. Robbie was one of the guys I called. I mean, yeah. I look up to Robbie so far; it's yeah. crazy. And I called him. I says, "Hey, Robbie, tell me about this. What's what's the whole thing?" And you explained to me like if I was a customer. I don't know yeah. if you remember that, but you was like, "Yeah, Look. I remember the conversations well." And, yeah. And I was like, that is great. That's exactly what I've been wanting. Yeah. So folks, I'm just going to tell you, if you want an online class that you have no travel fee, no hotel fee, mm -hmm. and in today's world, no worry about catching anything. This barbecue champs Academy that's online is huge. It's right up your alley and it works out great, especially with upcoming holidays Man, you can buy this as a gift for someone yeah. on your team. You're a dad. If you're if you got a spouse and 
they normally do the shopping for the kids. Man, buy it for your husband or your wife, and that'd be a great Christmas present. Yeah, and you know another big thing there, David, that uh, that I don't think we put out there enough is this isn't just for your 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 weekend warrior competition team. We try to teach so much stuff that it's just backyard simple to make just the average person the king of their cul-de-sac or the king of their their tailgate. Not that there's a lot of tailgates going on right now. You know, just like explaining to you about the filming and the quality of the video and the quality of the sound and the equipment they have. You know, I compared it, I think in the conversation with you, I said, it's just like what we used with barbecue pit masters using, using um, Eric Levin and Eric Duncan and them. They were just as professional and knew exactly what they needed to try to get out of us. And at the same time, that's what Mike was excited about coming to film me is, I gave them a few insights of what I thought they needed to do because I had filmed several shows just like you have. And I say, Hey, I think y'all need to get this angle like this. And I've seen him utilize that within all of y'all's videos who filmed after me because cool. the videos look good now and they get better and better every time somebody films, especially yours. I, I will say when I did mine, they had it down to a science there. I stood there and did what I did. They took care of everything else. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they didn't need anything from me on their job. And, and you know, um, I, I, I think I helped Mike out the same way he helped me out. It's like he and I discussed it, which Mike called me. I messaged me on Facebook out the wild blue, probably five years ago. He had just got started cooking good. And he was doing he was doing really well in brisket and really well in chicken, but he just couldn't figure ribs out. And he called me and wanted to know what he could pay me. Out of Wild Blue, you know, never spoke to this man. He said, "Can you give me a call?" And I called him, and we spoke. And he said, "My name's Mike Steele, blah blah blah. I've been I've seen you on TV. I'm I just can't figure out what to do with ribs. I'd like to pay you for some help." And I said, "No, I'll help you. I'm not going, you know." But. Uh, and I gave him, and I think his very first competition, he took a fifth place with my rib recipe, which has your sauce in it, part of your sauce, <laughs> and part of one of your rubs, as well as then the very next competition, I think he took two firsts in a row in his ribs. So he was so excited. He owned a big candle company at the time. He just sent a package over here for my wife with all kinds of oils and candles. And so it was a good swap out. She loves candles. and uh, But I, I had a good relationship with Mike then, from there on. And, uh, it's like when he came, we, we made several phone calls. He said, all right, we're going to head out in the morning. We're going to get to the motel, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Hey, I've kind of come up with some things that I want to make this realistic as realistic live class as we possibly can. And I think you like that idea too. Um, you want to get everything out there and you know, when you're trying to do your product and do your recipe, you, you might not think of a thing or two, and I actually sent Mike a bunch of questions that are normally asked at my live classes, and I said, I want you to ask some of these. I want you to be sure I cover them, and I just think it was a great thing having him there asking questions and repeating some stuff sometime, just be sure that it was clear. I thought it was worked really well, and I think it has for all of y'all also. 
I think so too. And we appreciate you laying the road down for that because it's absolutely so professional. Yeah. And I absolutely get the question thing you're talking about. Yeah. When we're doing a class, someone will catch you on the side and hey man, I got a question. What are you doing with this blank, 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 blank? And you're mm-hmm. like, that is a great question. It is. Yeah. When we all sit back down, bring that back up so everybody can hear it. Right. And I, 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 I used to do that a bunch just to make sure everybody walked out of the class knowing everything that needed to be known. Mm-hmm. I agree a thousand percent. It's like Mike, Mike would say, hey, do that one more time. He said, you did that really fast because, you know, we do things really fast because we're setting our way. Second nature. We're, we're, yeah, well, I said second nature for us to prep things or trim something something a certain way or do a little scrape. You don't really explain why you're doing it. And he said, "Well, tell me why you did that." And you know, it it benefits the folks. I mean, the fo- if if folks haven't watched, haven't purchased these videos, they just need to watch the little little trailers for each of our videos because there's so many different things there, and you see the boxes that you wind up with right there on the screen, and you actually see some secrets on those trailers that. That, that, that I wish wasn't there, but that's the way it wound up. You know, I, I loved it, and I love teaching, and I love watching people win. I love watching folks do well. There's no no more pride than watching somebody you helped learn something do well. My videos came out in June, and through late June through July, when I'd get a private message, mm-hmm. um, either a text or a private message on Facebook, and someone would send me two or three pictures and go, Dude, I got second in ribs. I got third yeah. in this. And yeah. oh, you're absolutely right. It's it is absolutely phenomenal that feeling you get. It's it's a fatherhood type feeling type. In a way. Absolutely. Yeah. What does Robbie Royal got going next? Hey, you're a TV star. You're you're a local <laughs> hero. Um, what what else can Robbie Royal do in this crazy world? You you you, you might laugh at me if I told you. No, this, hey, this um, just between me and you. I, Nobody's listening. I, yeah, sure. It is. I've always loved to fish. I've always been uh-huh. an avid fisherman. My grandparents lived on Lake Blacker, which is a um, state park that's in the next county above us. I, I want to get into competition, white perch or crappy fishing. I love the crappy like fish tournament trial. Yeah, a tournament way. Okay. And and uh, I don't know. I, I want to do that. I, I don't know that I'm gonna fish some local things, but I don't want to do it for a living. But I want to get in the rub business. Um, I've got some. I think it's oh, time. I, I've got some. Uh, you know, I utilize a lot of commercial rubs, um, but I also add some things to them. And my original rescue, our original rescue smoker sauce. I have three different original rescue smoker sauces that that are made from complete scratch. And I have I competed with them early on, and I did well with it. And I actually, the year that I won Team of the Year, um, when I started cooking full-time really hard again, 2015-16, I utilized my original rescue smoker sauce on my pork loin, and I won pork loin Team of the Year and Team of the Year that year. I actually won all three categories in the GBA that year. Pork loin, I was first, ribs, and pork. Boston Butts, I was first in all three categories in Team of the Year. I think my sauces would do well, not as much for competition, but a lot more folks out there to buy barbecue sauces than competitors, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's something I'd like to do in the in the next year or two. Is I've already had uh, Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas down in Florida. He he's he's worked me up a deal a couple of years ago, and then just financially at that time I couldn't do it. I'm looking forward to doing that. Maybe getting the sauce and rub business, having a little fun there. 
but uh, I don't know what's next. I'd love to see another series of uh, of barbecue shows come around. I'd love. I don't want to compete in it. Um, I think folks are tired of me and you and <laughs> other folks. But I think it would be. Would you be honored as I would if they called and said, Robbie? You have yeah. succeeded in the barbecue world. People look yeah. up to you. We yeah. want you to be a judge. Yeah. I would love to be on on, on a panel with myself, you, Ernest Aventes, some of the, those of us that have been, been on multiple seasons. You know, Eric Thomas from here in Georgia, a phenomenal pit master. Mm-hmm. He did two shows on barbecue pit masters, and he cooked with Ernest in barbecue pit wars. Um, you know, folks like Craig Sherry maybe be a judge or uh, – I don't know. You know, I, I think that would be a, my bucket. My barbecue bucket list is complete. I will let you know that it's, it, it was complete after my wife and I won the show smoked against Ernest Aventes. It would be awesome to do that. If, if we, if you and I or a couple of us were given that opportunity, that would be a great honor. It really would. I think that would be a great honor also. And that I just want to take a half a step back. And you said you wanted to start maybe in the future, do some sauce and rubs. Yes. I don't know if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, but I did one with Craig Sherry. Yes. I listened to Craig's. Yes. And do you remember my advice I gave Craig? Uh, Stay I, I out of the sauce that, business. But, but, but I can remember the, the part that was funny was Craig says, don't ever listen to David. <laughs> So, but no, what was your advice? We don't need to go there now anymore. Let's get on to the next question. I, th- I think it was don't. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, I, we, I we think actually, we used to use a, a commercial kitchen here in the uh, restaurant here in our, uh, our county. And I don't want to get in trouble with the FDA and all that, but um, we would actually bottle our original rescue smoker sauce have a mustard sauce, a vinegar sauce, an original sauce. Um, we would we would buy the bottles, buy the caps, buy the sealers and labels, and we would bottle five, around 50 to 75 cases over a weekend's time, cooking it down, heating it up, cooling it, putting it in the bag, using the hairdryer to seal it shut. You know, we would sell out in less than a week when we would do that. But I also don't want something that's going to take up a lot of my time away from my grandkids, so I may listen to your advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guarantee you, we both know if Matt gets you fixed up, I think you'll be just fine. Matt, yeah. Matt does a great product. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He's one of the good ones in barbecue. All right. We've come to this part of the podcast. It is time to inject you with a butcher barbecue truth serum. Let's roll. I'm going to ask you a question or two and you have to answer honestly. Yes, sir. All right, it's a food food based podcast, so here we go. Are you a hot dog or a bratwurst person? Hot dog, hate brat. <laughs> Do you like ketchup, mustard, or something else on your hot dog? Something else. Okay, what would it be? A one steak sauce. No, a one steak sauce on your hot dog. Yes, sir. I don't. I don't care. For really? Or, or ketchup? Yeah. Even though it's in my barbecue sauces, I don't care for a one or ketchup. I mean mustard or ketchup. I have. I would. That would have been one of the. <laughs> that would have been the last thing I probably would have ever thought of. A one on your hot dog and some a one steak sauce on my hot dog. Yes, pour a well, good that's chili. Cool. Or that's cool. That's that's yeah. cool. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get a little deeper. 
Okay. You still right. got that truth serum running through your blood. So here yes, it goes. Sir. If you could change anything in your cooking career, what would it be? Any one particular time? Uh, would, yeah, let's go. Yeah. If you could change any one thing in your cooking career. I would not have cut an hour off my cook time on my baby backs against the uh, um, junior Urias and the all-stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's as easy as that, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> all right. We've got, see, it wasn't that deep after all, was it? No, it, it's deep. It still cuts me deep, but it wasn't that deep. <laughs> all right. One last question. Are you a temperature person or you're a feel the food type person when it's for when it gets done? I am both. I, I cook to a generalized temperature, but I'm going to feel it and see how that probe goes in it when it gets to my temp to where I start checking it. Very good. Very good. Robbie, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Tell everyone where they can follow you, how they can stay up with you, and realize that you're not that butthole that everybody um, made you out to be. www.rescuesmokers.com. I can be located on social media, Robbie Royal, R-O-B-B-Y-R-O-Y-A-L, on Facebook, and also a Rescue Smoker site. Um, you can also see some things about me on uh, www.bbqchamps.com, on the Barbecue Champs Academy page. But if you'll watch my Rescue Smokers, go like my Rescue Smokers page, you'll see me I do a lot of live little videos when I'm cooking at Christmas or grilling a steak or I can give you a lot of secrets, but I, I don't mind giving a few se secrets out. But uh, you're going to see that I love my family. I love my Lord. And uh, I love our military, our first responders. And I love this country. And you'll hear me say that um, on any video that I do live because I don't say it just to get attention. I say it because it's what's most important in life to me. And that's that's... God, my family, and this country, and our heroes that are involved in it. Very well said, Robbie. Very well said. All right, folks, you heard the man. You better go like his pages, and you better follow him. Anything else you want to say, Rob? Hey, just uh, smoke it rescue style. Go cook a barbecue event or cook barbecue not to win. Don't go there with those expectations. If you're going there for that, you're going for the wrong reasons because barbecue has given me 50% of the best friends I have in life, and it's about friends, family, and just having a good time. And if you go to a barbecue event, if you don't make a half a dozen new friends, you're not doing what you need to do. You heard the man, folks. We appreciate everyone listening to this podcast, and there's a guy fixing to come up to tell you what you need to be doing. You better listen to him. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.